0: It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh
1: Wind Radio. Afraid of them ball weevils. Ball weevils. Well, continue stranger. How's your corn coming? Didn't plant none. Afraid of the drought. He said, well, what about your potatoes? Ain't ain't planting none. Scared of them bugs. But what did you plant? The stranger said. Nothing. We delve into my series. I started last Sunday, the Blessed Life. Last week, we focused on two key aspects of the blessed life. Number one, God said for us to be fruitful and multiply. Look at him saying, "Be fruitful and multiply." Uh, that's God's will for us. We're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. And number two, we don't own anything. Uh, look at his same neighbor. I know you got the title, but that title, oh, it's not, take, not going anywhere with you. Uh huh. That, that car can't fit in the hearse. That house is not going to be in that hearse. It ain't going with you. It's going to stay right here, and somebody else is going to be in that house, whether you like it or not. So when you get the revelation, understand that all I own belongs to God. I'm just a steward. I'm passing through. I'm going to hold on with it for a season. And then, praise God, I'm letting it go. Psalms 24 and 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and its fullness of it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Everyone say, I belong to God. Okay, now, Psalms 50. Psalms 50 says this, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains and everything that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I wouldn't even tell you. For the world and all that it contains are mine. High Haggai 2.8 says this, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. Once you get this revelation, it will change your concept. So therefore, you won't struggle with certain things because if it's not yours, you treat it differently. I'm a steward. I'm a manager of what God has given me. Now, look at this. The only way to be fruitful is to be faithful. Faithfulness produces fruitfulness. If you want to be fruitful, you have to be faithful. Uh, if you want to grow a tree, you got to water that thing and you got to fertilize it to be fruitful. So oftentimes people are trying to be fruitful without being faithful. Today, as we delve into part two, the blessed life, part two, he gives seed to the sower. I call this the secret sauce. He gives seed to the soul. You know, how KFC got uh, what was it thirteen herbs and spices. Whatever y'all talking about, man. Praise God. <laughs> so, part two. He gives seed to the sower. Someone studied uh, uh, Jesus' parables. There's 38 parables in the Bible from Jesus. 16 of the parables deal with money and possessions. Further noted. 500 verses in the Bible deal with prayer. Less than 500 deal with faith. But there's 2,000 verses dealing with possessions and money. People often ask, why? Here it is, Matthew 621. For where your treasure is, there your heart, your wishes, your desires, and that which your life centers will be. So the reason why God deals with this issue because your treasure is an indicator of your heart. Where you put your things is where you value. On yesterday my wife was showing me uh some news reports. I don't know if it's news, but you know them them articles about people's lives. So A Rod has uh officially uh whatever with J Lo. It, it's so confusing. Every every anyway, let me leave that alone. So he proposed to the lady and he he, he got a huge ring. Everyone say, uh that ring is a down payment. <laughs> it is <laughs> it's a house a down payment a car I mean it's a anyway. But his gift was a reflection of his heart. So when we give, what we give to is a reflection of how we feel about something. If you have kids and your kids cost you Thousands of dollars per year. Raise your hand if I'm talking to you. Your kids cost you thousands of dollars per year. Some of y'all per month. Lord Jesus. My kids in college. Lord Jesus. They cost you. But you pay it because it's a reflection of your heart. So what you sow into is a reflection of what you love. So you cannot love and not give. Because what you love, you eventually will give to. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Today, as we delve into the word, we're going to teach from 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to go through verses 6 through 17. I just read this story this week. There was a, a poor Georgia farmer standing in front of a tumble shack. A stranger stopped by for a drink of water, wanting to strike up a conversation with the stranger. He says, how's your cotton coming along? Ain't got none, replied the farmer. Didn't plant any, asked the stranger. Nope, was the reply, afraid of them ball weevils. Said, bald weevils, okay. Well, continued stranger, how's your corn coming? Didn't plant none, afraid of the drought. He said, well, what about your potatoes? Ain't, ain't plant none, scared of them bugs. Well, what did you plant, the stranger said. Nothing, I'm playing it safe. Hebrews eleven six 6 says this, for it is impossible to please God without faith. So many believers are playing it safe. Well, last time I checked, nothing times nothing equals what? You will reap what you sow. Maintaining in God's kingdom is not enough. He said to be fruitful and multiply. 2 Corinthians, here we go, chapter 9, verse 6. It starts with this, now remember this. Everyone say, neighbor, the Bible says remember this. I'm going to do a quick teaching. When the Bible says remember this, it's an indicator that you need to remember this. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking to you. The Bible says remember this. Now, if the Bible says remember this, look at him and say, neighbor, Remember this. He who sows sparingly will also reap what? Sparingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to others will also reap generously and be blessed. Now, why is Paul telling us to remember this? Well, I I thought about my family and my kids. Uh, uh, Raise your hand if you have any selfish children. Raise your hand. If you don't have any yet when they come out they're going to be all about themselves. And what what how about this? You don't have to train them to be selfish. It comes. So what he's saying is he's saying remember that I'm going to have to teach you how to share cuz it doesn't come so when he's saying, remember this, it's like your kids. You could have 200 Legos. A little kid comes to your house. Your child is not even paying any attention to that Lego. And that child go over there and touch the Lego that nobody playing with. And your child will run over, mine! Anybody had that experience? Mine! You buy them a whole pack of Oreos. You ask your child, you spent your money, you bought the Oreo, and you ask your, your child for one Oreo. Daddy, you could buy your own. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I asked my child for one chicken nugget. It's a six-piece. I just asked for one nugget. The brother had a compulsion. He, he started sh- Anybody got these kids? You, you, you bought them everything, and you just asked for Now, now you know how God feels when He gives you everything and asks you, "Can you give me some What do you mean? Oh. You didn't think I was going to come back talk to you, did you? You weren't ready for it to come back to you. So God is saying, remember this. How we give is how we receive. I was home last night, and uh, it was fend for yourself
0: Saturday.
1: Pastor, what that mean? You better figure it out. Come on, y'all. If you ain't got one of them days in your all you better have a fend for yourself day in the house. I don't know. You better. You, you. So Charmaine had made herself some avocado shrimp something. and So she had made it, put it in the fridge. So I saw her at the table eating her stuff. She good. Jomo made two beef patties and some pizza bagels. He good. Jemiah, she have some of the bagels. She good. I see Josiah over there it's in a stool. So I left the room because I ain't even... You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, senior pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life conversation has officially launched and i can't wait for you to get it in your hands in this book i share my journey on the power of prayer i talk about how it became known as the prayer guy i speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer 10 conditions for answered prayer five benefits of daily prayer hannah's five keys to her prayer success hezekiah's seven step prayer model and the seven bold ways to pray to get answers Throughout this book, I even do a daily journal to where you can log your conversation with God. Get this book in your hands. You can get it from Amazon.com or JomoCousins.com. Again, JomoCousins.com. Get your book today. Give someone the gift of prayer. God bless you. It's Pastor Jomo.
0: Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? Again, the access code is one zero one eight zero four. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com And now let's get back to the word
1: trying to work on my relationship, because, you know, he tell mommy, the daddy always say no. And I heard her say, go ask your father. <laughs> Everyone say set up. That's a set up, straight set up, because she's like, you know, you need to be, have a better relationship with Joseph. You need to have a better relationship. You know, you always say no. So I said, "I said okay, now, now I'm trying to reconcile myself. The principality of it is no. But am I going to lose with her and win with decisions? So I said, you know what? He asked. Okay. I said, come on, let's go. So I went out front. I said, Jomo, did you want Subway? No, I'm good. So I mean, I'm good. I'll be mox. Okay, everybody good. I said, nobody made me nothing, but you know, it's all, all good. You know what I'm saying? It's fend for yourself
0: Saturday.
1: So we got in the car, got the subway. He says, uh, this is what I want, go get it. I said, n- n- no, boy. I'm pushed. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already going. You know what I'm saying? You've already taken, took me, you know, this is past, you know, because, you know, Joe might want to give you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. They say, shut up. You know, that's the real me, but I'm trying to stretch myself. <laughs> I'm trying to stretch myself to be, to be more accommodating. Said, you know, I rationalized with myself. It was an electric car, so it didn't cost me no gas. You know how you try to talk to yourself to try to make him sound better. To yourself. I said, I said, Josiah, uh, you're going to get out of the car and you're going to order your food. But why, son? So we get in the subway and I sat down. I said, he'll take care of his own business. Because I'm trying to teach him something. Because, you know, he, uh, <clears throat> so. He done order six-inch, which he's supposed to eat. Give me a foot long. (laughs) Then look over at me, (laughs) y'all. Oh, glory. Them jokers right there. Now, before we left, his mother had just made a a batch of chocolate chip cookies. Just left. So he gets to the end of the line and says, you want anything else, sir? I want some cookies, too. Josiah, what you told me to order? I said, your mama made you, she just made you fresh chocolate chip. I don't want them. I want Subway double chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to pick a child up and just, <laughs> I said, you know, this, here's my card. Thank you. Let's get in the car. And I, I, I was confounded. I, I want to choke him. I, yeah, some of y'all don't even want to choke y'all kids. So sometimes, sometimes there isn't a good choking. I'm not saying you let them breathe again, but you just want them to have an understanding that I will. I, I brought you in this world. I, sometimes you just want to have a common understanding. Anyway, but I, 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 I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But it, it, it went through my mind. <laughs> and, and and Holy Spirit dealt with me in the car, y'all. I'm driving back, and Holy Spirit said, Jomo, one day. You want to ask him to go get you some Subway, <laughs> and you might be in a rocking chair and say, "Son, can you get me a six inch?" No, oh, see, see that? And God, God said, "Jomo, remember, everyone say you read what you sow." And I just smile. Say, "You know what Josiah? you're You good, dog?" Because the Holy Spirit said, "Jomo, be careful," because one day he' gonna be helping you. Look at you and say, neighbor, you reap what you sow. One day you're going to want somebody to get you some food. Mm-hmm. So understand, so the principle is you reap what you sow. Also, you will reap in the kind of what you sow. My wife, she just bought, I said avocado, that's her new thing. So she bought two avocado trees. And the reason why she bought the avocado tree is she want to have what? So if I want a watermelon, what do I got to sow? If I want an orange, it's what I got to sow. So why do you struggle with money? If you want love, you have to give. If you want peace, you got to give. This ain't deed. It's only in church where your math don't work. You go to Walmart, you know what 10% off is, and you're like, that ain't enough. Your math work at the movie theater when you pay a hundred dollars for two movies. Math work everywhere but your uh huh. Look at your neighbor and say he's telling the truth. Oh yeah, you telling the truth. You get you get lost. What'd that mean? It <laughs> mean what it said, the same thing it said before. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Now let me be clear. We don't give more to get more. I give more because I got more. I'm going to say it again. I'm not giving more because I get more. That is a principle. That's true. But I give more because I got more. I got salvation. I got peace. I got joy. He already laid his life down for me. He's not going to do it again. I already got it. So when you get get the motivation out of I'm trying to give to get. No, since I give, he allows me to give. Make sure your heart is in the right place when you give. Because it's a heart condition. Proverbs 11.24 says this. There is one who, gives gen- who generously scatters abroad, yet increases all the more, multiplies. And there's one who withholds what is justly due, but results only in want and poverty. The generous man is a source of blessing and shall be prosperous and enriched. And he who waters will himself be watered, reaping the generosity he has sown. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he's decided in his where? Not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. The first thing, benefit of being a giver, God loves it. Ooh, ooh. And whatever God loves, he blesses. It says God loves a cheerful giver, meaning you should not give grudgingly. Oh, here. No, I give because I love. And since I love, I give. Well, the, message, the message Bible says this. I love this. I want each of you to take plenty of time and think it over. Make up your own mind what you will give. That will protect you against sob stories and arm twisting. God loves it when the giver delights in his giving. Believers, we all got to make a decision. Oh, glory. Adrian Rogers said this. A faith that has not reached your wallet probably hasn't reached your heart. Glory to God. It's real because what you love, you give too. Exodus 25 and 2 says this. Tell the children of Israel to take an offering for me. For every man whose heart moves him to give willingly, you shall take an offering. Everyone say you give from the heart. Ah, glory to God. Now, let me deal with something. Often people wrestle with tithing. Okay, let me deal with it. You don't have to tithe. You don't have to give anything. We are under the new covenant. The old covenant says you have to give 10%. The new covenant says I want you to be a willing, cheerful, voluntary, and sacrificial giver. So, Pastor, what should I give? I already told you. You reap what you sow. If you want to receive much, you give much. If you want to receive little, you give He already got the system in place. Now the decision is on. That's why he says, each of you, make up in your own mind what you want to do. Now, some people say, Pastor, you tell me not to give. No, I'm telling you to make a decision. Why? If someone force you to do something, is that love? If you're forced to do it, that's not love. Love says, I love you enough that I give to you because I love you. But if I have to force you to do it, that's not love. And we serve a God of love. So the more you love, the more you give. Because I love them. Now, Pastor, what do you mean? How much do you give to your kids? It seems like there's unlimited resources because you what? You love them. That's your heart. So we have to make up in your mind, Lord, I love you. I trust you. Because what I realize is everything I have belongs to you. And once you get that revelation, it changes everything. My son, my older one, I got in his car and I drove off. And he, I said, son, you know, I took your car. He said, well, I realize I don't make no payments. I
0: don't pay the car insurance. I don't put the gas in it. at FreshWindRadio.com, and simply click in the donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio. God is doing so.